Psalms of Jesus series, which are psalms either that Jesus himself quoted from uh, or psalms that appear to point towards Jesus himself. And we're going to be in Psalm 22, and I suspect that Psalm 22 is probably um, anybody's you know, favorite verse of the entire life list and Christian psalm, right? It's a psalm primarily of lament, agonizing in, in many ways. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm not the only one, is that we struggle in our culture with lament. Uh, we act as if uh, death and as if hope always has to be a uh, kind of a, a, a bubbly everything wonderful Psalm 22 this morning, we're going to see that that it's actually not true, that instead we really should rejoice in our Lord, as Christ himself did, acknowledge that God is Lord even in death, that God is worth our trust, that we can maintain our hope in him, even when not everything is going wonderfully for messy times. One of the reasons why I find Psalm 22 so helpful. If you're not already there yet, why don't you join me? Uh, I think it's helpful. If you're not familiar with a Bible, uh, kind of open it in the middle. You'll probably be close to Psalm 22. If you're not, turn to your left a little bit. And you will find, ultimately, big number 22, Psalm 22. And there I want us to start. To the choir master. According to the day of the dawn, Psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, and you are fathers delivered me. You they trust and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I am a worm and not a man. Torn by mankind and and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They they make mouths at me. They wag their heads. Who trusts in the Lord? Let him deliver me. Let him rescue My strength is dried up 
heart surgery on him and his brother when they went away. The dog was trampled on. Anthony, an evildoer, has circled me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. I stare and gloat over you. They divide my bones from among them.
Verses 1 and 2 give us a picture of the trial, the lament. And where is God? What's he doing? Why doesn't he seem to be answering? Well, David's been there. And if you've been a Christian for long, you have probably had similar experiences. And you don't feel that it's appropriate to pray to God in that way, but it does look like it. Words give us much the same similar
don't need to be afraid. I will soon lift up my hands. And that is the cycle really all throughout this verse of chapter 7. So verses 6 through 8 gets back to lament. But in this section, we begin to see more and more of how David's words are taken a different direction than the rest. After all, neither you or I need ever trust David with precious doesn't just apply to any of us, these that only partially even trust David. It is crucial to this psalm. It is helpful to our lives. It is true of David. It is helpful to trust As his gospel records the crucifixion of Jesus, Matthew tells us that Christ himself cried out from this psalm. In Matthew 27, Jesus cries out from from verse 1 of the psalm, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, Not only there, but a little bit earlier in Matthew's record, we find his religious officials mocking Jesus, just like we saw in verse 7 of Psalm 22. In verse 8 of Psalm 22, we read that as well a little bit later in Matthew's instruction. is unpacking a picture of what God's Messiah, our Savior,
the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried. You come to my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform for those who fear me. The afflicted shall eat and gladness. Those who keep the word of the Lord may their hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you, for the King will act with justice. He rules over many. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who give alms to God, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Those that perish shall be told of the Lord's coming generation. He shall come and proclaim his righteousness. He shall judge the nation and verse 19, you kind of reach the pinnacle and everything turns. That's, in some ways, it's almost unwinding. Right? You, you start to see this deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the, from the dog, from the mouth of the, the lion, the, the wild oxen, the, the things that were referenced earlier uh, in start with the work of our Savior, and now this second half I'm titling the joy of his people. Because notice the contrast between him and us. Verse 19, but you, now the contrast couldn't be greater. This, this night and day, this black and white, this David knows how much of a sinner he is. He knows full well that he doesn't deserve the good life. None of us do. And yet David also gets something Physically prepared for the purpose of this 
steps toward this bright, major way of faith. Coming through the clouds, coming through the darkness. And his author that day is the exact same that comes through the darkness of death and resurrection. Savior died is not some sort of machine that had to be said, this is the moment of triumph over all the errors of the world. And so I want you to notice then the second half of the psalm where it turns to outright praise. By the time you arrive at uh, verse 22, God indeed actions, the Lord who appears not to hear the cries of the people, is the God who actually is God who has planned out a, a, a way to deal with our sins since the beginning. The God whose grace is greater than our sins. But he has not despised or abhorred what sin he has done. So he has compassion and grace and justice and suffering. Because the Father holds in hand the steps that you and I and indeed everyone who calls on the name of Jesus can have today. This hope, this idea that we seek, this is the hope that we need to have. Our Savior dying in our place on the cross for our sins and yet then not giving into despair, not giving up on the Father. Brother Jesus cries out to punish evil. Jesus speaks in Psalm 22 because he's angry at his God. And in great sorrow, he says that even we say, take a look at the psalm in your Bible. Look at verse 22. so far from saving me from the words of my groans. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer me. And by night, but I find no rest. Why is it that Satan, the hostility shall serve him? It shall be told of the Lord to the family generation. They shall come and shall bring his righteousness to a people yet unborn. goodness of God being proclaimed even to future generations. So how do we get from one end of the psalm to another? Only by faith. Only by faith. Only because of Jesus. That's the message. The message of Psalm 22 is that we can bring our burdens to the Lord. Bring our cares to the Lord. That we can cry out to Him. He has done all the work. He has taken all the, the, the ravages of, of, of sin and of the world and our adversary, the devil, and he has done all that. 
because you're the one who has set this salvation and what we could be saying and what we could be doing. Thank you for giving voice to the reality of this sinful world that is grasping what we could be meaning and how it turns our hearts and what dreams that we have for this, but your ways that we must Thank you.